Hello and welcome to UPL Insights, a digital media series from UPL, led by our teams changing the game for farmers across the African continent. So today I'm joined by Laura Bishop, who works in R&D at Plant Impact as a market application specialist. Laura has a degree in agriculture and over 10 years experience in this sector. She has worked in Akim companies as well as on farms. Croda is a special specialty chemical company responsible for many of the ingredients and technologies used across the agricultural landscape today. And last year, they acquired Plant Impact, a crop enhancement company. UPL has worked closely with Plant Impact and Croda for several years, and most recently on the development of the first ever biostimulant created exclusively for cocoa, the Banzai. Today, we're going to be speaking to Laura and to my colleague Hubert Eumont about the role of biosolutions in agriculture today, as well as the history of the Banzai product. This year's WCF partnership meeting is themes around the topic of scaling impact in disruptive times. And we'll explore three core topics, farmer prosperity, empowered communities, and a healthy planet. So where do biosolutions fit into this picture? In the past, growing populations and global demands for food have led, have led traditional agricultural practices to an exclusive reliance on agrochemicals for boosting crop productivity. But as the efficacy and availability of biological alternatives has grown, farming practices are changing on how we think and on how we think about and use agri-inputs. And with that, efficacy has also come precision. Good agricultural practices rely on precision as a way to improve yields, enhance diversification and resilience, manage pests and disease effectively, and overall to improve the living income of smallholder farmers. So getting this conversation right for smallholder farmers working in the cocoa sectors has never been more important. So to begin with, Laura, I'd like to ask you to give us an overview of the role and history of biosolutions and from your perspective, how the trend within agri-inputs has changed in the last 10 years. That's great. Hi, Florin. Firstly, thanks very much for allowing me to join you um, today to talk about crop enhancement and also about our very exciting products. Um, so Plant Impact, as you say, acquired by Croda last year. And Plant Impact, we work within the chemical crop enhancement, which for us means biosimulants and specialist nutrition. And we use small molecule chemistry um, in our formulations that gives us this consistency of a product, um, which allows us to enhance yield and quality in the crops and also help overcome some of the abiotic stresses that crops go through. Um, in terms of crop enhancement, it is certainly a growing market and with huge potential and great benefits. As you mentioned, the efficacy, but also the availability of crop protection products has been depleting over the years. Uh, we need to find a way to produce more food, but we do need to do it in a sustainable way. And what I like to think about what we do at Plant Impact is that we provide growers um, tools for their toolbox. So our technologies work with the plant, natural plant processes and respond to stress 
helping growers to grow and produce more, but without looking to expand the amount of land um, and helping to reduce food waste. Now, of course, we still have losses due to biotic stresses, even with uses of pesticide. But just to give you a figure that's um, often reported in this sector, over 50% of crop yields are lost due to abiotic stresses. So what I mean by that is uh, heat, drought, salinity, UV, etc. Um, in fact, I was looking the other day and yield increases are actually slowing in absolute terms. And so what we need to do is keep that going and actually reverse that so that we can feed the growing population. And what crop enhancement space aims to do is help the average farmer reach closer to the genetic potential of that crop. So I like to think of it really simply is what's typically achieved and then what could be achieved and how to help bridge some of that gap. Um, reports of abiotic stresses um, are increasing across the globe, climate change. And what's happening is crops are being grown in areas that aren't necessarily optimal for that crop anymore. So even where crops were growing in optimal conditions before, those conditions are now suboptimal. So just to give you an example, with temperatures rising, in, by 2050, um, the drought stress and the heat stress caused in Ghana will reduce the amount of land that's actually suitable um, to grow cocoa down to a fifth of what it currently is. So therefore, we need to equip and help the crops in these challenging conditions. So really, just to put it really simply, it's about increasing production so that less land is needed whilst maintaining harvest quality and uh, crop longevity as well. Florian, you asked about agri-input trends. I think it's a huge variation across the globe. Um, in some areas, we're seeing decreases in the overall inputs as costs increase, whereas not necessarily the commodity, crop, uh, the commodity price is increasing with that cost. Um, in other areas, we're seeing a huge increase in the amount of inputs that are being put on um, with that drive of really increasing that gross margin. Um, but also areas are struggling with high disease level, for example. So to, just to conclude that section, I think really what growers are looking for is a more sustainable and effective way um, to increase their profit by enhancing yield and also quality of their crops. Thank you, Laura. That's a, that's a great place to begin this conversation and um, to explore some of the work that we've led together. On which point I would be very interested if you could tell us a bit about Banzai and about the Banzai research and development in particular. Yeah, sure. I like talking about Banzai. Um, I've been working on this project for over five years now, um, so really, really excited to be talking about Banzai with you. Um, the product itself, so in case anyone's not familiar, is a uh, foliar spray that's applied um, during, during the flowering season um, and is used to enhance the yield of, of cocoa, so dry bean yield. Um, we've also found that it, we've also demonstrated that it reduces um, flower abortion and pod drop as well. Um, from a convenience point of view, it's compatible with a wide range of other inputs, so it can be applied alongside um, other applications. The product itself um, contains nutrients such as nitrogen, calcium, and a range of micronutrients. It also contains two plant impact technologies, 
and these technologies are Aletheia and Pint technology. Aletheia technology is a patented technology and it's designed to help crops cope with the abiotic stresses by increasing antioxidant production. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Pint um, is a stabilised urea cation complex. And what that does is it provides a controlled release of nitrogen. So let me give you a little bit more information about Aletheia technology. Um, so plants naturally contain um, reactive oxygen species, ROS, you may have heard of that. Um, and these are things like superoxide and hydrogen peroxide. And at low levels, they're neutralised um, by antioxidants. It's just not a problem. However, when the crop becomes stressed, ROS levels increase. And that could result in there not being enough antioxidant activity to control them. So you can see in the second picture on the, on the slide. So when the ROS levels are too high, they cause cell damage. So for example, they can, they can damage cell membranes. And what Aletheia does is it contains a novel patented combination of plant signaling analogues. And what these do is they cause the plant to increase antioxidant production. So you have more antioxidant um, activity to overcome and combat the ROS and in doing so helps a plant to mitigate the effects of the abiotic stresses. That's, that's a fantastic technology indeed. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much uh, for taking us through these details, Laura. I, I would now like to understand um, how does the impact, how does the bonsai can impact on uh, the cocoa production? Uh, so basically, uh, what are the effects on the cocoa trees? Can you share with us some of the results of the trials you've you've followed? Yes, of course. So all of that, all the fancy stuff about the technology is only important if it actually has an on-the-ground impact uh, to the grower. So like I said, I've been running this research programme with Banzai for uh, just over five years now, and we have conducted hundreds of trials, um, not just with growers, but with distributors, um, with independent trialists and with our own trialists as well. And I'm really happy to and very confident to say that the combined impact of the Banzai range is 37% increase in dry bean weight. So you can see on the far right uh, bar there, that's the average of, of all these years. Um, just a bit more behind that, so we've actually tested the Banzai product in a range of conditions, so very low input um, subsistence type work through to very high input systems where we had good agricultural practice, um, pesticides, um, fertilisers, etc. And we've seen a really um, nice consistent increase with the application. So, as I said, we've done trials with and without fertilisers, and what we've seen is the effect of Banzai is far more additional to the effect of an MPK fertiliser uplift. Um, and I've got more data if anyone ever wanted to, to talk about that in more detail. Um, we've also tested the, the effect on the longevity of the trees, because obviously it's really important that we don't get a yield uplift in one year and then never see it again. And we've done multiple year um, trials and we found it to be safe and to maintain yields um, consistently for multiple years. So hopefully that graph's fairly self-explanatory. We've got every year's worth of trials and then the combination at the end. The, the bar itself represents the uplift um, compared to the control, and that's in kilograms a hectare of dry bean weight. 
Florine, from a Sorry, I was just going to say from a from a personal note, I've I've really enjoyed the journey of of testing the Banzai products and working with with UPL. Um, it's been rewarding and very educational. Um, the challenge, the conditions can often be quite challenging, and managing the background variation has been has been a learning curve for all of us. Thank you, thank you for that, Laura. We we're all very excited to work on on that amazing technology, and I think this is a great partnership. Uh, a working relationship we have uh, between UPL and Plant Impact, um, and and the results are, are showing on the field. Um, I, I would maybe like now to to ask Hubert uh, to comment a bit on uh, also how did the bonsai change uh, the life of uh, the cocoa farmers? Because uh, with these impressive results on yield, uh, very consistent. Um, it's also important to know uh, what are the impacts at the farmer level. Hubert, uh, are you happy to uh, explain us what are the impacts on, on cocoa production and, and farmer livelihoods? Uh, thank you, thank you, Florent. Thank you, Laura. It is always a, a pleasure for me talking about uh, bonsai. Uh, looking at the result on the field it is what's well, a good product for us. You know, in the area we are covering in Western Central Africa, the major problem, the major challenge in this area is the is the yield of the cocoa farm, who is uh, which is very very low, an average of less than less than four um, four hundred kg per per hectare. So we are willing to face this um, this challenge, and uh, by introducing uh, bonsai in our cocoa portfolio. In two years, we have been able to reach even an increment of 30% of the yields of more than 2,000 farmers. So with this uh, uh, results, we are uh, increasing the revenue, we are, we are incre increasing the yields in order to help them to, 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 to have uh, more competitive uh, uh, cocoa yields in this area. Thank you, Hubert. These are very interesting results at farmer level. We're really happy to show that this product delivers an impact also for their pockets. Uh, can you tell us a bit on the way you introduce the technology on the field? Because I guess it must not have been easy to introduce such a disruptive product for the cocoa farmers who have probably never heard about biostimulants before and who are often very conservative. So how did you do to introduce that technology in the cocoa farming world? Of course, it is, it is very difficult to, to introduce a new product with the, with the, with the farmers. And specifically for bonsai, they are, it is not easy to know the difference between bonsai and the fertilizers. So it has been very difficult to introduce this product with the farmers. But we have developed a three-step approach. We start by we started by trainings with with the farmers because one the, for for us the first step is to give the the right information to the farmers. So after the training, we are selecting some some cocoa farms and we are conducting some demonstration plot with them. And after, the, because the farmers are willing to see the impact of the product before 
uh, accepting to to apply this in their cocoa farm. So as soon as the uh, the demonstration plots have, have been conducted, we are now okay to implement with the individual farmers to, in order to see the, some individual ad adoption of, of the product. Because uh, it is not like uh, you are you, you are uh, applying some fertilizer as bonsai for bonsai. There is more than one application a year. So this also well, it is um, an issue for them because for them, as soon as you you do one application, it can be enough. This is not uh, what we are recommending. So the step by step, we have been able to reach a lot of farmer currently. We are even some project with specific uh, specific cooperative where uh, the, the, the they are applying bonsai for more than eight um, eight hundred. Uh, 800 hectare per year, only for one co one cooperative. So it is this this kind of results are allowing us to continue what we are starting, and we hope that in the few coming years we are going to reach at least 80 uh, percent of the cocoa farm farmers in in this area. Excellent. Thank you, Bear, for uh, for explaining us on uh, on this introduction. It's nice that you, you show uh, proof of concept and, and then you can support uh, farmer adoption on the field. Um, now, we know that the cocoa sector, and, and you know uh, better than everybody, is facing a lot of sustainability issues like uh, very low productivity, um, deforestation, uh, overage trees, uh, to, to just to cite a few. Um, can you explain us how can Banzai help uh, for these to tackle these these challenges uh, and to how does the Banzai fit into these sustainability programs? First of all, I would like to say that we, as I explained at the beginning, for the yield issue, Banzai is a good product because we have been able to reach an increase, an average of increment of thirty percent. And sometimes we have some uh, increment up to 51%. So for the yield issue, we are at Banzai is a good, good solution. Also, in this, in the same way, as we are producing more cocoa in the smallest area, this is loving the, the it, this is a, a, how to say, kind to fight the um, forest destruction because if uh, in this area, farmers are willing to extend the cocoa area because the, the yield is low. If you are able to produce up to 1,000 1, uh, uh, kg or 1.5 thousand kg in on one, in one hectare, you are not going to uh, try to destroy another uh, forest to create a new uh, cocoa land. So this is... Uh, some solution we are proposing to the farmers in order to fight the the, the, the forest destruction because with uh, intensif intensify agriculture we are it is a, a, like a, it is a solution to resolve this uh, this problem problem. Also, uh, we know that one of the issue in 
for the cocoa farmers is where they are willing to renew their cocoa farm. It is the there is an issue of uh, income because they are distracting the cocoa farm. Even if the yield is low, every year they have something for their family and also to, for their how to say households. But when we are asking to the farmers to renew his cocoa farm, it is not easy, easy for him to accept. But with bonsai, has he has. Uh, Producing more in the in the smallest area, he can decide, for example, for the first years to to renew a quarter of his farm, and it will be able to have the same production or even more uh, more production as when it was not using uh, bonsai. So step by step, he can renew all his uh, his cocoa farm. And then it will be uh, by using, for example, um, selected cocoa uh, plant material, uh, also to have a good, 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 uh, good yield. And in addition to that, we can also, uh, because we are developing a, an integrated offer, and in our integrated offer, we have also we are also proposing some diversification crop diversification pro pro projects. So. The, the part of the farm who is uh, under rejuvenation, we can, uh, for example, uh, use uh, our package of maize or, I don't know, of or, or, or okra or other veggies in order to have uh, additional revenue, additional income to allow all the farmers to renew the old farmers. That's very, very instructive and inspiring, I hope, for uh, our cocoa industry partners to see uh, how the quick response uh, on yield and quick return on investment uh, for the farmers with the bonsai can definitely help them to uh, achieve uh, sustainability goals and facilitate, as you explained, cocoa diversification, or uh, also just intensify their production. So thank you, thank you very much, Hubert. Um, so I want to ask you now, um, what's next? Uh, what's the future of Banzai? Uh, I think you have uh, an announcement to make. Yeah, sure, because uh, we, 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 we are willing to improve uh, our practices. It's uh, real that bonsai is a good product for the farmers, but we are also listening to the farmers, to their feedback in order to improve the, the, the product. So the odd, for the odd bonsai, we had two different packaging. So bonsai one and bonsai two. So during the application, farmers have to mix. And their feedback is that it is very difficult for them to mix the product before applying. So we have decided uh, closely with uh, Plant Impact to develop a new formulation of bonsai with the uh, same efficacy on the, on the cocoa farm. So the new one is in one package, packaging you don't have to miss before the, 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 the application. And we are also, one of the issues was the cost of, of, of the project. Uh, so we reduced the 
number of applications from four to three applications. So, and uh, the application can start early in the in the year when before the raining season to more stimulate more the cocoa trees and uh, how to say increase the the yields of the farmers. So by March next year, March 2021, we are going to launch the new bonsai called Bonsai Bonus because it is like a bonus. You have uh, one package, we have one, uh, it's one, one formulation and we have for one hectare, we move from uh, 1.6 liter to 2 liters. So uh, yeah, from March 2021, we are going to load a new bonsai called Bonsai Bonus to address all the uh, the challenges of the farmers. Excellent. So it's a, it's a continuous improvement uh, of the bonsai as well. So uh, we say welcome to the bonsai bonus. Uh, maybe giving it back uh, to Laura, uh, can you explain us a bit on how did you work on this uh, new formulation? What challenges did you have to face and uh, what did you achieve? Yeah, um, thanks, Ryan, and thanks, Hubert. It's really exciting um, to have Banzai Bonus now. Um, as Hubert said, um, the convenience is so much easier uh, with the one pack. Um, the the slight shift of the of the application window really fits with what the growers are doing now. Um, so we've taken the feedback from them and we've adapted the product um, accordingly. And also, just from a from a plastics point of view. Um, having less bottles and, and the logistics of shipping those um, is really, really positive. Um, I can't take any credit for the formulation development that was done by the Plant Impact Formulation team. Um, it's, not, it's not as easy as just taking two bottles and putting it into one. And there was significant work done um, for this formulation to ensure that it was stable um, and, and able to go into the one, the one pack. We've also done, of course, done the field trials to um, support the ideas. So although they're very similar, we didn't want to make any assumptions. So we took a field trial that had 16 locations with three reps at each, um, quite a large trial of 20 trees per plot. And we compared the current two-pack formulation of Banzai with the single pack of um, Banzai Bonus. Um, as you can see from the graph, there was no significant difference between the two, but there was a highly significant at the 1% level difference between um, the treatments versus the control. So this really gave us the um, confidence to move from the two pack to the one pack. Fantastic. It's uh, great teamwork. So congratulations uh, to both of you. On that uh, very positive note, I want to thank you, Laura and Hubert, for taking us through the topic of biosolutions and the bonsai offer that we are exploring together in West Africa. To find out more about UPL work on biosolutions, you can click the link in the description of this video. And you can also subscribe to this channel to follow our full podcast series for the WCF and previous episodes. Thank you and see you on the next one.